It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financially Fit Podcast. I am your host, Andre Creighton. Uh, for those of you who's this is your first time watching this podcast, I hope that you find some things that you can take back from this podcast and apply to your life. Thank you for being here today. And for those that are returning, we got another episode, and hopefully you guys are on your way to in your journey of becoming financially fit. You know, today we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the debt and specifically about credit cards. Um I've in the prior episodes we've talked about net worth and how you build that and talked a lot about a lot of things high level but today we're going to get a little bit more granular. Uh we're going to talk about credit cards. So I always like to start these podcasts out with uh you know just a little story to really paint a picture of you know what this has looked like in my life as I try to give some advice based on some of the things I've seen. Um, for those that are new, I am not uh, in personal finance, but I am a CFO of a company, and uh, I handle all of our company finances, and I've done been an accountant for a long time. Uh, so I always say that there's a lot of transferable skills and principles uh, that pertain to a business that you can apply to your personal finance, uh, and that's why I'm here today, uh, to hopefully help you on your journey to becoming financially fit. So digging into my story. So uh, back in 2009, I graduated from high school, started out in college at Gustavus Adolphus, a small private college here in Minnesota. And what I learned is that, you know, as I was going through my years at Gustavus, um, trying to get my accounting degree, uh, there were a lot of people that came from a different environment than myself. Uh, there were people that graduated with five people in their class. There were people that graduated from a large high school with about a thousand people. I was somewhere in between. I graduated from high school with about 400, 500 people. And what I also learned was that, you know, growing up, I, I spoke a little bit about this in the first episode is, you know, my parents lived paycheck to paycheck for the most part. Uh, they worked very hard for many years. Uh, but they live paycheck to paycheck. And when I got to Gustavus, I found out that that wasn't the norm as I was kind of building relationships with friends and, you know, through playing football and, and going, you know, uh, to their houses and seeing their house compared to my house. I was like, oh, this is a whole different world, right? And what that did to me psychologically was, you know, when 
I would go out with my friends, whether, you know, we were going to play laser tag or we were going to do some activity. Um, I, I noticed that I didn't have some of the means that my friends had, but I wanted to live that lifestyle. So as a young college student, in order to live that lifestyle and be able to keep up with the Joneses, I got a credit card. And for me, throughout my four years of college, that was my means to be able to do whatever I wanted to do. Uh, what I didn't know was that those same credit cards that I was running up were going to impact me as I got into my later 20s and early 30s, as I began, you know, uh, my career began to take off in accounting. So um, what I hope that you do is you take these five things that I'm going to list and talk about and apply them to your life so you don't make the same mistakes that I made. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes you have to do wrong to learn what's right. Uh, and that was the case for me. Uh, I had to do wrong with credit cards to learn how to actually use them as a vehicle to help me get ahead. So the first, the first one that I want to talk about is, you know, you have to change your mindset. So you have to stop making new purchases. Um, this is number one. If you if you can't psychologically change your your mindset to understand that you have to stop making new purchases on your credit cards when you have outstanding balances across tons of credit cards, you're going to continue down this domino effect of uh, not being able to get out of debt or being able to utilize debt in an adequate way. Um, so that's number one. Is is we have to learn to live within our means. For me, in college, I was living outside of my means. Um, did I have fun? Did I get to experience a lot of things, trips, things like that, that, you know, uh, a lot of college students don't get to um, do? Yes, I had the spring breaks with my friends and all those things, but it was at a cost. Um, the next thing is understanding which debt to prioritize, right? So um, this may apply to some, this may not apply to some, but um, really targeting some of those de derogatory things that are on your record, right? If you are, in, if you have any debt that's in collections, if you ha if you are behind in child support, maybe you're you were married and you're divorced and you're paying alimony and you're behind in those things, those should be your first priorities, right? Because those are the things that are going to affect your credit score, right? Uh, because they're in collections or they're you're behind, right? Um, the other thing is attacking your high interest rate debt first right so if you have a credit card that's 29.9 percent apr right and, and you have a credit card that's 10.99 uh apr you might want to attack the 29.9 right because you're going to lose more money over time paying interest so those are some of the things that you can that you can do you know, as you're starting to figure out how to get out of debt or how to pay down your debt to a point where it's 30% or less of your utilization. Uh, the other thing is that I would say is, you know, a lot of people, they buy a house and they're like, gosh, I just want to pay this off because then I have all this equity in the home. And while that's true, you will have the equity in the home and you'll have an asset. Um, you know, there, it makes more sense to pay those credit cards down because your mortgage interest rate is going to be a lot less. The other piece uh, to the mortgage is that, and sometimes even student loans, is that you get a deduction when it comes to taxes, right? So you're getting the benefit 
for the interest that you're accruing on your mortgage and um, and your student loans to help give you a tax benefit to help you save more money. So over time, you're going to save much more money on your mortgage or your student loan, not only because of the interest rate, but also because you're getting that tax deduction. So it's very important to make sure that we understand that and that we're really attacking those high interest debt credit cards first. The other thing I would mention about high interest credit cards is me personally, I try to make sure that I don't take out any credit cards that are above 14.99%. That's kind of my benchmark. Um, if there is a credit card that's higher than that, uh, I typically will use, um, I typically will make sure that I pay that one off every single month, right? Because I don't want to carry a balance on a high interest rate uh, credit card. But you should be trying to pay off all of your credit card um, usage in the following statement month to make sure that it's back down to zero. Okay, uh, the next thing is you need to pay more than the minimum. This is where a lot of people get into trouble with credit cards is they're swiping, they're swiping, they're buying all types of things, right? And then they get to a point where they only can make the minimum payments because they have five, six, seven credit cards that they have, that they're carrying balances on. And, you know, their overall payment for all credit cards that month is six, seven, eight hundred dollars, right? And what happens with that is now when you have a high interest rate credit card and you've only been paying the minimum balance, you're actually only paying the interest for most, most parts. And sometimes it doesn't even cover the interest. So you're not paying down principal. So really what that does, it keeps you stagnant. Um, if you're not paying off all of the interest, your minimum payment doesn't take care of the interest, you're actually increasing your credit card um, balance and payment over time. So those are really important, just making sure that you put more to the minimum, whether it's five, $10, um, that's really gonna help you over time. It could be the difference between it taking you 10 years to pay off a credit card or it taking you five to six years to pay off a credit card. So um, I would very, I would encourage everyone to make sure that you're being conscious of what that minimum payment is. And if you can pay more, do so if you have to pick up side gigs or you have to potentially even move jobs sometimes to be able to get a, a bigger salary um, any way that you can bring in more income to create residual income uh, to continue to pay down that debt will, will help you um, the next thing is use assets to pay down high interest rate cards um, now i'm not telling you to clear out your savings account to pay down your debt what I am telling you is once you get past that three to six months where you have three to six months of savings in your account of your living expenses, um, you're at a probably a point where you're comfortable if, you know, if something catastrophic happened that you'd be able to actually pay down or uh, pay for your obligations that you have every month. Um, when you're when you're thinking about, you know, using the assets to do that. Um, it's very important just to make sure that you're being conscious of not draining out your savings account. Because if you are to do that and you pay off all your credit cards, well, that might be great, right? Um, you don't want to get into a situation where your car breaks down or, you know, your pipe bursts at, in your home or something like that catastrophic happens and you don't have the means in your savings account cash, liquid cash to be able to pay for those expenses. That's going to bring you right down that rabbit hole and that domino effect of util utilizing credit cards again to um, 
to help you pay for the things that are happening in everyday life. Uh, so we wanna avoid that at all costs. Uh, the last thing I wanna mention is, and this, um, this cannot occur if you do not understand point number one that I mentioned about, you know, stop making new purchases and changing your mindset. Um, but the, the last one is uh, consider a balance transfer uh, to a credit card. There's lots of credit cards out here that offer, you know, 18 months, 0%. If, if it's paid off for a balance transfer, maybe you only have to pay 3% um, to transfer it. So what that means, you know, um, is you take a balance from a card and you transfer it to a promotional card, um, they're going to put 3% on top of that balance on that balance transfer card. Uh, but however, you get 18 months to pay down or pay off that uh, credit card. And, and what that does is really when you get those 18, those 12 to 18 month promotionals, you should be calculating taking that number and dividing it by that balance so you understand how much you need to pay per month to pay this card off by the time the promotion's over. That's gonna help you get to a point where you're not, um, where interest is not accruing over time and compounding to increase your balance um, and allow you to pay things off a lot quicker. So uh, the other thing that people uh, outside of balance transfers that people talk about and I've gotten questions about in the past are um, consolidating all debt into a loan. Um, there are a couple of good things about that. One, it's going to help increase your credit score right away um, because you now have eliminated your revolving debt. Um, and two, it's going to likely, depending on the interest rate, give you a lower payment and have uh, give you insights into when this will actually be paid off. So for instance, you might take out a loan for however much your credit cards are. It might be over five years. Over that five years, you know after five years it's going to be paid off if you stick to the plan, right? And it's going to be fixed. Uh, the, the the downfall to that is that now your credit cards have zero balance and a lot of people fall into this trap of reusing those credit cards. And now you have this large loan of all the debt that you had prior that you're paying on and you started to accumulate debt again on a credit card. So that's why that first one is very important of you have to change your mindset to understand to stop making new purchases and to really live within your means. So hopefully you can take these five tips as you're thinking about credit cards and how you utilize them to be able to um, put yourself in a better position and understanding how to effectively use credit cards because they are a powerful tool. And I, 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 I am hesitant to say that no one should have credit cards because you do need to have credit to be able to have a credit score, right? To be able to get lower interest rates when you're buying homes and you're buying cars and all types of things. So those five things, I would say, if you can do those and you can understand those, you'll be in a really, really good spot as you're kind of building your credit and you're utilizing credit cards. So as I've always said, it's not about how much money you make. The power is in how much money you keep. Thank you once again for being here today. I hope that you learned some things and I look forward to talking to you again on the Financially Fit Podcast. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Shaletta Brundage. I'm a media personality. 
podcaster and a business owner. But my most important role is mom. Three of my beautiful kids have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder. When I didn't know who to trust or where to turn, I found ACRA. ACRA provides home care services to families all over Minnesota. The care is not one size fits all. They know each one of my kids is unique. They listen to what resources we needed and what's best for our family. I've seen my kids grow and thrive with ACRA's in-home care. While autism is the most common diagnosis among ACRA clients, ACRA offers personalized in-home care services for people with disabilities, chronic illnesses, behavioral diagnosis, and mental illness. They work with children, adolescents, and older folks too. Find out more about ACRA at their website, acrahomecare.org. ACRA helps me provide my kids with a better quality of life. They can do it for your family too. When I walked across that stage at my high school graduation, I was excited, but confused about my next step. Then I walked through the doors at Doherty Family College. Doherty Family College is part of the University of St. Thomas. It's a two-year college that lets you earn an associate's degree and puts you on the path to your bachelor's degree. Classes are small, so I have a personal relationship with professors committed to my success. Like the name says, they treat us like family. They call us scholars because they believe we could do anything we put our minds to. They set us up for excellence with free tutoring, and that's not the only thing that's free. Laptops, books, even breakfast and lunch, and bus fare. That's part of the package here at Doherty Family College. It's even free to apply. So do like I did. Go to dfc.stthomas.edu and set up a tour. We'd be excited to welcome you to our family here at Doherty Family College. You know Shaletta makes you laugh. But did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Every business has a story. Maybe yours is just starting out. Maybe you've reached a turning point. Or maybe you feel like you're ready for your next chapter. Work with a banker who understands the resources, expertise, and innovative thinking that it takes to make your business success story a reality. Work with Bremer Bank, because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. Our mental health is part of our total well-being. We're worthy of joy and self-care. Because when we see mental health, we see a community that cares. www.cmentalhealth.org At General Mills, our table is your table, and we believe racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity. 
Do you worry that lead-based paint in your older home might be dangerous to your children or kids who visit you? Well, Hennepin County put those fears to rest. Hennepin County offers free lead tests and home assessments. If they find anything, eligible homeowners and landlords can receive up to $15,000 for work on the home, including new windows. The government banned lead-based paint 45 years ago when it was discovered that lead poisoning can affect development and cause permanent damage in young children. But 75% of those homes built before 1978 still contain some lead-based paint. As the paint degrades, it can make dust that little kids ingest when they're crawling and putting things in their mouths. So make sure your home is safe and hazard-free. Learn about testing and that $15,000 grant at hennepin.us backslash lead control. That's hennepin.us backslash lead control. COVID-19 is still going around, and even a mild case can be serious during pregnancy. So what should you do if you're pregnant and have a positive COVID test? First, reach out to your doctor or healthcare provider. There might be treatment options they can recommend. That includes giving you a prescription for an antiviral drug you take in pill form by mouth. If you haven't gotten a COVID vaccine, it's not too late. Doctors say vaccinations are safe in any trimester but the sooner the better. Pregnancy can be a time of great joy and anticipation. So take good care so you and your baby are healthy. And congratulations.